We're okay, we're recording. Welcome to your 11th BS Supervision, the podcast where we learn about the joys of working in mental health over a cold brew. My name is Aaron Rajamani, and I'm here with my co-host, Jesse Richardson. Jesse, how's it going? How's Aaron, it going? Aaron, I, I am pretty good. Um, I just, just loaded up on a lot of carbs. Oh and, yes! Uh, so I'm, many sandwiches. Yeah, I'm oh. feeling, I'm feeling heavy. Great. <laughs> 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 oh, toasties are the best. <laughs> we, we were provided with so many delicious toasties before yes. this podcast, and we'll tell you more about the exciting reason why we provided toasties in a second. Yes. Um, but yeah, nuts. No, uh, exciting to do an 11th podcast. Yes. We've done so many podcasts. Yes, I remember, Aaron, <laughs> you were telling me a little while ago that um, most podcasts will, will burn out after 10. They're like those uh, those stars in the sky that, that burn super bright, super fast. Uh, but we didn't. No. We're here to stay. Episode 11. We, we burnt very dim yes. so we could last a bit yeah. longer. <laughs> and we're probably going to continue burning dim. <laughs> as long as we keep going. That's fine. I'm okay with it. No, yeah, 11, <laughs> 11 episodes. Um, I, I've, I've enjoyed every single one of the uh, the episodes we've done so far, Aaron, and I'm really keen to, to keep going. Yeah, so. it's been great. It's been still great continuing to get feedback from people who've enjoyed it and found it helpful. So that's, mm. yeah, thank you very much for that. It's really helped us keep going and slogging it through. So yeah, when it's... Uh, when it's uh, near midnight and I'm <laughs> trying to edit this podcast half asleep, it's uh, it's very helpful to know someone's going to listen to it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> right. um, cool. Anyway, so this week, this week, um, so exciting. Um, our topic is counselling. Um, and so to talk us um, about this topic, which I admittedly don't know very much about at all, so I'm sure I'm going to learn a lot. <laughs> Um, is Annalie Alfonso. Hi, Annalie. Say hello. Hi, how you doing? <laughs> yeah, good, good. Thank you so much for being on and uh, talking to us. Uh, it's very exciting. Um, yeah, how about you tell us, I guess, who you are, what you do, um, what your qualifications are, all that kind of fun stuff to get people to get to know you a bit. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, thanks. Um, as you've just said, I'm a counsellor. Mm. I uh, have trained as a family counsellor. Um, in particular, I work in a school, uh, seeing students and staff and general school community, mm. as well as a private um, counsellor in a, in a centre uh, that provides counselling. Mm. And I get my clients online or through referrals, that kind of stuff. Uh, people of all walks of life, um, of all ages, but I particularly like I know this is odd, but I particularly like working with teenagers. <laughs> oh, look at you. <laughs> Somebody, so, That's yeah. a plug for them. You're in, you're in like, like-minded company here, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, look, um, somebody needs to. So that's good. Yeah, somebody <laughs> needs to like yeah, yeah. adolescence, and uh, I do. I think they're, yeah, really good value. Wow, that's awesome. Um, and what? why did you get into camp? Like, was it something that you've only gone to recently? Or has it been a thing for a while? Or like, why did you get into it? Yeah. Definitely a, a life change. Hmm. I was in early childhood and in childhood services before that. I'd worked for um, local council. I had done some lecturing, teaching family daycare subjects and childcare subjects, etc., with unis and uh, colleges and stuff. And um, this was a very big shift. Um, it came on me very suddenly. I didn't know where it came from. Right. Um, and when I asked around, other people said, yeah, of course, 
why wouldn't you? Because you've always done that. You've done it anyway. And I went, oh, oh, that doesn't sound good. (laughs) Have I? Sorry. I I felt counseled by you for years. (laughs) I know, right? And then I thought, damn, I didn't get any money for it. Um, So, so yeah, so it was a very big question for me. Did a a, a post-grad certificate level first just to dip my toe in. I thought, yeah, actually, this fits really well. Big life change. Mm. Been doing it ever since. So I've been counselling now for about 15, 16 years. Maybe a little bit more. Than yeah, I. right. Yeah. Awesome. That's very good. I'm I'm very keen, Aaron, to yeah. hear uh, all about uh, what, what counselling involves. Um, but but first. Whoa. I think there's a more pressing matter that oh. we, we, need, oh. we need to oh, address. Okay. What is it, Jesse? I can imagine <laughs> what it could be. <laughs> What's going on? What's going yeah. on? Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Surprise. Yes. Um, today's today's beer that we're, we're going to be drinking over the, the course of this podcast uh, is going to be uh, the Stomping Ground Brewing Co.'s Passion Fruit Smash. Passion and fruit um, smash. this is described as being a refreshing sour beer. Um, yeah. I've, I've, we've been burned by citrus flavored <laughs> beers before, Jesse. I'm concerned that you've chosen another one, to be honest. I'm a bit of a sucker for punishment. Oh, just- um, what can I say? <laughs> oh, you know, and, I'll trust you. And um, Annalie, you're not the biggest fan of beers, are you? I am absolutely not. <laughs> yes. So I am in very, very weird company here. Yes. Okay. Um, before the podcast, uh, Aaron and I, mostly Aaron, um, <laughs> tried to bully Annalie into, into drinking a beer. Um, but she, yeah. Um, yeah. she did not relent, no. um, stuck to she's, her guns, and <laughs> instead... Uh, decided she would she would like a, a cider, uh, and look, I, I think we, we we had to give in because co- the content was going to be too good. So we we're like, all right, we'll yeah, make a concession. Yeah. <laughs> I heard a, I heard a mental sigh uh, when I said cider, and they've brought the girliest looking yeah. drink <laughs> yeah. that so I girly. think they can have found. Yes, <laughs> what is it the, is. I, I, I picked this one. Purely based on the visuals, because uh, I, I liked it the way it lovely, looked. Yeah. It was a lovely, it was a lovely Fifty-year-old lady. Let's get the ones with yeah. the flowers on. It. Yeah, this is uh, <laughs> this is the Three Oaks Cider Co. <laughs> and uh, the Native Hibiscus Lime Apple Cider. Um, now the reason I picked this one, it's got a nice, nice blue sort of color and some um, lovely, colorful flowers. Very, oh, flowers nice very and tasteful. And very tasteful. So, um, Emily, you can have that. Uh, I thank you so much. All right. Love me some hibiscus. So how about we we crack the cans? Oh, let's yeah. do it. Beautiful. Oh, bubbly. Cool. Yeah, I was a little bit afraid um, oh, that they might have frothed frothed up He's because right. they did. I did drop them in my car. <laughs> uh, on no the, on warning. The way here. <laughs> just to see what happened. Uh, yeah, sorry. Could have exploded everywhere. <laughs> wow. Oh, Thanks, Jess. Yeah, yeah. It would have added to I the I think bit. the spontaneity of the podcast. Mm. And do yeah. we? Do you slurp? Are you? That's amazing. That kind of thing. Fabulous. Mm. Mm. Okay. Passion fruit smash. All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Look, not bad. We'll uh, check back in and see how I feel in a a little while. Yeah. 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 Very good. (laughs) Okay. Mine's good. Um, oh, excellent. <laughs> you are you good to go, Annalie. Good to go. Fantastic. Let's do it. Oh, um, before we start, just um, a bit of housekeeping that I always forget to say is that in the description, there are time codes for all the different things that we talk about in the podcast. So if, you, if you're bored with whatever we're talking about and you skip to whatever you do actually want to listen to, it's on every single episode since our first episode. 
Well, now you know. <laughs> if you haven't looked, the, the out. reason the reason you the reason you you obviously have, had forgotten about it and didn't bring it up was that you you obviously weren't convinced we were going to make it past episode ten. <laughs> now you're like, oh god. Okay. <laughs> and is there a reason you're bringing it up with my podcast in it oh, no. about the boring bits, Aaron? Is that is that because we've gotten to the counselling topic? Is that why we're wanting to fast forward? Yeah, Aaron. Is that, uh, okay. No, I just um. um mm, mm. Okay, I think it's yeah. I think that was that was a good podcast. I'm dead. I'm, That's I'm good. so glad I made all those toasties. Oh no. Yeah, she made us toasties. We didn't mention that. Incredible. Made us lunch. Oh man, this is yeah. First first guest to have made F- us. Lunch. Finally, the podcast is paying off. <laughs> <laughs> it's about time. <laughs> Cool. So, so all your future guests listening, um, <laughs> lunch. Step I'll, it up. I'll, I'll also take flowers. Um, <laughs> Lovely. Okay, let's, let's get to the podcast. Podcast talk. Yes. Do it. All right. What are we doing? All right. Uh, we thought it would be good to start just with like uh, to give people who don't have any understanding or don't have much understanding what is counselling and like what is its kind of like general aims, its ethos. Like, what are you? Not necessarily its objectives, but just like generally, what are you going for when you're a counsellor? Mm, like, mm, yeah, mm. I think um, without going into all the different modalities mm. and different counsellors might say to you, you know, the idea is to change behaviour or the idea is to change, you know, somebody's very specific experience. Um, I think the general overarching thing is to improve quality of life. So um, mm. counselling is there as predominantly a talking therapy, but it includes all sorts of stuff and it's very, very wide, um, to move a person who is experiencing something in their lives, either um, that comes from the past, the present or something they're worried about in the future that is interfering with quality of life, a feeling uh, able to pursue their goals and live their life in a reasonable manner. And usually it is about Mm. shifting that somehow with them. Okay. Right, so it's very, um, like, is it, would you say you start with the end goal in mind or you just kind of mm. go go as you are? Mm. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, 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 okay, yeah, no. yeah cool. it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, it depends on your client. Um, good practice mm. is to set, is to at least um, have uh, gotten to the point where you know with that client what it is that's bothering them and where they would like to end up after your help Hmm. because um, if you don't have a goal then you don't know where you're going and in which direction you're going so being able to verbalize what they'd like it to be Mm. what they'd like their experience and their life to look like is very very helpful but that isn't always possible because sometimes people are in such distress they couldn't possibly think further than the next hour Mm. so you going so what are the goals um, (laughs) is not going to be helpful (laughs) so you stay in the moment Mm. and you work them you walk walk with them pace yourself with them until they can perhaps articulate those goals yeah Mm. right yeah so it's like that idea of um, let's get some stability right right now um before we can start thinking about uh what what things are going to look like definitely yeah, a few weeks from now or a year or so from now absolutely yeah, yeah that's cool that's good to know because yeah i think um whenever i've like let's say suggested like counseling or something to someone often they're like it, it just feels like to them without knowing it just feels very amorphous like what is it that you're going into this just like 
Mm. What are you doing talking to someone about your problems? <laughs> well, how's that going to help? Gonna help? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been talking. <laughs> Nothing's changed. Yeah. <laughs> And I think that brings up a really good point that talking and talking and talking but to the same people or to yourself or about the problem Mm. with only your viewpoint in mind, with your particular experiences and your history and your cultural upbringing isn't going to bring a surprising new answer to you. So you can keep talking to yourself or keep talking about the problem and go round and round in circles. It's not until you're intentional to talk to someone who is going to butt in Mm. (laughs) and interfere Mm. with your normal pattern of thought and um, decisions then anything shifts and and I think that's the point it's bringing a fresh pair of eyes and ears into a situation that one isn't burdened by your trouble you're Mm. paying them to listen to you so they've got to (laughs) and you aren't feeling like you're going to leave them with a problem or that they've got some kind of a um something they can hold over you because right. family and friends, how do you take your stuff back? Mm. How do you, if you get better, how do you pull that all back? How does a person let you move on mm. when you are feeling better or doing better? Yeah. A counsellor can do that. Yeah. yeah. So it's like exploring exploring all of that in a really safe, secure sort of location and environment. Very much. Yeah. yeah. And um, so then I guess in, in typically, I was maybe just start with like your kind of typical experience what are the kinds of who are the kinds of people what are the kinds of situations that typically like come through your door in terms of people who need some counseling and that you help out yeah i reckon some counselors might be able to say an answer Mm. give you an answer with that i i in my experience i can't because it's everything and anything and Mm. when i think I recognise <laughs> what this person's bringing, mm. I'm wrong. And right. because their particular experience is going to be different to what I thought I was going to hear or see. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess you can put it under big um, um, uh, headings of anxiety, depression, a big mm-hmm. uh, family or relationship breakdown. Um, and... Uh, and broken hearts, <laughs> mm. um, you know, um, things, uh, traumatic experiences and or difficult experiences that mm. have um, pulled a person uh, apart a little bit um, mm. and they find themselves in a really difficult place. But the nuances of that are, yeah. gosh, it's... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm hearing you strain against my question. <laughs> it's like I, I've, I've asked a very limiting question on a very big topic. <laughs> Yeah, cool. Um, so I suppose like, um, well, maybe frame it a different way. Like, um, in what scenarios might someone like? Oh, in what if someone if you were to tell someone, oh, th- you're in a situation in which counseling would be beneficial. What what would you be like? Okay, that's a sign that counseling mm. might mm. be helpful for mm. you. Mm. Well, um, I guess going back to what I said before about when um, family and friends aren't enough when your own resources have run dry when Mm. you aren't facing each day with a a, an an amount of um of ability to get through it um when you've tried the things that you know how to do and they're not working um people are really resourceful and sometimes you can just 
get through a bad patch um, with what you have and what you've learned. But when that isn't working, then it's time to talk to someone. And I, I <laughs> especially around, um, dare I say it, some of the the, um, the fathers and, and husbands of families in which I've been involved with who perhaps – and I, I don't, I don't want to generalise, but um, mm. I guess I'm talking from the experience I've had so far. Can have perhaps a little bit of a lower view of what counselling might actually provide. Sure. I say to people, just do it once, and if you hate it, you never have to see me again, mm. um, because it it needs to feel right. It needs to have felt better when you walk out than you walked in, and somehow be a relief. And I think that why a person would walk in would be because what I'm doing right now, what I have been trying, isn't working and I feel awful. Yeah. And that's a common experience. They walk in feeling awful about something mm. um, and it, it's, it, it's not enough to pull on whatever it is that they've, they know how to do already. Yeah, mm. right. Okay. Makes sense. Right. Um, so the context you're working in now is... A school primarily, is that right? Okay. Yeah. School and um, private practice. And private practice. Okay, yep. cool. All right, yeah. Um, so do you, um, so you just see teenagers or do you see adults as well? Or, yeah. I see adults. I see children in primary because this is a primary okay. to hmm. year 12. Uh, I see the, the parents. I see staff. Yeah, I right. see whole families. Mm-hmm. I see I mediate between staff and students and staff and parents. Um, and, I, and I run some educational stuff for the staff. Okay. Mm. It's very broad. Very. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And I think that's probably true of most counsellors out there. They've had to just become a bit of all things to all people into some degree because you don't know who's going to walk through the door. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a very clear, like, this is the kind of thing you go, you you have and therefore Mm. you go to, like, you're sick with this, therefore you go to this doctor. It's like, it's like Mm. all this stuff, (laughs) kind of figure it out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And can I look? Counselors out there do a brilliant job at narrowing that down. Okay, right. And they do specific um, work and and continue to qualify themselves and narrow that down to I see couples. You know, I right. do couples work, and they tend to. But I don't know a counsellor who wouldn't go outside of that because they enjoy other work. Mm. But some just have uh, an expertise and or just a passion for mm. seeing a particular area of people's lives be improved. Um, I like the variety. So I've mm. never wanted to kind of just do one thing. So I guess I'm answering from that very general point of view. I'd like a GP versus a specialist, yeah. I guess. What are some examples of like specializations that a counselor might have? Mm. Well, there's two types. There's who you see, the type of client and problem you might see. So that might be couples or only families or only young people or only adults. Mm. Um, And then what you do with them. So the other specialisations there sometimes are are that a a counsellor will only do mindfulness stuff or they'll only do art therapy or they'll only or predominantly only do CBT work mm. um, or um, or emotion-centred therapy. And they specialise and specialise in that area and that's how they see clients. And so therefore it is a kind of a bit of a narrow point because that's mm. what they do and that's what they offer. Um, and then there's counsellors like me who say doing that misses out on, on what, 
on what a person brings through the door and I care more about that hmm. and what their journey is and I'm the one that pulls whatever the tools out of the bag that I need to match myself with a client. Yeah, right. Okay, yeah. It's very, yeah, even though it's the same, it's a very different way of thinking about yeah. doing the work. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's interesting. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm just processing it. I don't know. I don't know if, I don't know if, I, don't know if I have a comment. But yeah. how, how does... Uh, so this is the, this is the, so the next question is something that I'm very excited about because I'm not directly involved, but I'm waiting for um, Jesse and Annalie to have a fight to the death <laughs> because um, what in, in talking about that makes me think about like well what are the differences between different kinds of people who do therapy and obviously there's a big difference even within counseling, but I'm, I'm sure there's significant differences between obviously like psychology and counseling. I remember that before before we had this podcast, we were having this discussion about how like people come through the door and like one of their first questions is what's a, what what is a counselor and how is it different from seeing a psychologist and can right. I use my mental health care plan? That's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> that is literally my conversation every time. Yeah. <laughs> so you're well versed in this. Je- Jessie's fresh. She's never had this um, debate before. So yeah, yeah. Um... Oh, no, I guess I wouldn't really call it much of a debate. No, I'm not really. <laughs> no, I'm, really? Any I'm just really? hyping it up because I want to see you guys fight. Yeah, that's yeah, all. yeah. Well, we'll see where it ends. Jeff. I mean, what is what is there to de- debate? I'm pretty sure the consensus is that psychology's the best. <laughs> no, no, I'm just. <laughs> I'd say we use psychology every day. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I would. You just, just get paid more. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> No, just listening, just listening to um to what you were talking about, then, um, Annalie, I, I I can see the the similarities between the the work that, that we do and and um you know the the counselling and, and the therapeutic side of, of what you do is is quite quite similar to um to psychology. I, I think um it sounds like we we would do a lot of similar similar work there in that um you know, there's counselors out there who are trained in CBT um, and you can go off and train in a whole bunch of different different other therapies as well. We use a lot of mindfulness in, in psychology as well. And so um, I think from the therapeutic side point, the standpoint, sorry, there wouldn't be too many differences. Um, maybe, yeah, no, I mean, there would in, in some some of the more, Mm. advanced like complex um advanced therapies that that are used out there i'm I'm thinking kind of more along the lines of like schema therapy dbt and stuff like that but um otherwise quite similar Mm. would would you agree i think so um and it depends on the quality of the psychologist i think you can can have you can have um well well, that's it i mean within every every sort of like counseling um or therapeutic sort of profession that there are there are people in on on both sides who who would do a really good job of championing their that profession, and then there'd be others who would who would be doing a ghastly job of that. Ghastly, I have, yes. I've, I've, both yeah. sides. Yeah, yeah I've recommend. Mm. Like I've had clients come back to me, like having seen someone who's very highly qualified. Mm. They're like they were terrible and had a terrible experience. Correct. Yeah. So, and yeah. I reckon that's probably the the biggest difference I've experienced in client feedback is that. Um, and and talking to other counsellors and in um, speaking to other psychologists along the way, um, the psychologist training is very uh, based on a medical model, mm-hmm. I think. Um, uh, and counselling, you can have that as well, but in general it isn't medically based. And what I mean by that is um, how much um, 
of a diagnosis is in a person's mind when they're seeing a client or how much of an assessment um, on paper or otherwise is necessary for you to then move forward. And some of my counselling client experiences who have come to see me or another counsellor after they've had a psychologist appointment has been some of the negative comments have been I sat there and it felt like a doctor's appointment Mm. I wasn't really heard it took 20 minutes Um, I paid through the nose or you know my mental health care plan um, covered some of it I was still having to pay a gap and then on top of that I don't think they heard me they asked a lot of questions or didn't say a thing Mm, yeah. um, and those are some of the more common and, and I've got to say quite common um, responses I've had for people who, for whom that didn't work or they didn't find someone who was doing their job mm. what I think is mm. well. And I think, I think that, um, that, that would also come down to the, the kind of the, the art of, of um, you know, pr- practicing uh, th- ther- therapy um, with with people, and um, I mean, you can you can ask questions and get all of that information, but you can do it in a way that a person feels um, heard, listened to, and validated, and still get all of the information that you need for your assessment. Or you can you can sit across from someone and just bombard them with questions for sixty to you know ninety minutes if you want to, and then yeah, you're, you're going to have those more negative experiences for sure. Um, yeah. yeah, I think uh, the humanity in the room, the the regard for human life and experience is really important no matter what you're doing with a client and when a person feels like they have been well regarded and listened to that and, you know, research says again and again every time they, they go um, through what really helps a person get well, it always comes back to the therapeutic relationship mm. that no modality, no, re- no this, no that, no the other, no mm. theory will get you across the line better yeah. than a positive um, therapeutic relationship, that person actually feeling like this is good for them. Yeah, it's like the... Um the theory or, or modality that you you choose to go with is is that cherry on yeah. to, on top of the ice cream of how well can you connect connect with this person mm-hmm. across from you and make them feel um, you know as though they they are in a safe enough place to be able to explore these things um, yeah uh, yeah so, so securely yeah. 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 yeah so next question I'm not, like I'm not sure if we've already answered this. But would you, like, maybe, like, not necessarily in comparison to psychology, but in general, what would you say is, like, in terms of your profession as opposed to many other professions that do a kind of therapy, like social workers do therapy, et cetera, what would you say is the kind of the strength or, like, the thing about counselling that kind of is a highlight or something mm. that you really like mm. about it? Mm. Yeah. It's a really good question because you're right. There's um, there's an element of counselling um, mm. therapy that happens under the guise of lots of other um, mm. professions, yours included, mm. um, that there's a there's a talk therapy involved. But um, I guess what might stand out, um, let me have a think, is probably that w- we are working towards um, shift and change. Um, that um, we are 
trying to see improvement and report back and keep changing the narrative and the direction um, and what we are doing so that we are heading towards what the person themselves can report back as saying that was helpful and this is working. Mm. Um, and it's, it's, um, it's long-term enough that you go deep and you go as deep as you need to or as as deep as the client can 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 take mm. and can and it, while it's still helpful whilst not turning into you know a 12 year psychotherapy lie on a couch get nowhere mm. i'm not sure where this is going mm-hmm. um, and i think that's something people are f- afraid of um, engaging with sometimes thinking how long is this going to take mm. there's no quick answer to that but so I think where the difference is is that a counselor will walk that walk with them a little bit longer than perhaps other um, professionals out there who come alongside for a while and mm. perhaps have more um, uh, uh, what are they practical things that can be done mm. uh, and then the counselor kind of has a conversation that goes along with all of that change and yeah okay so it's it's kind of like yeah more more long term than say like your 10 session medicare cbt model yeah um yeah no that yeah that makes sense and sometimes short and that's good too you know i love brief therapy (laughs) i think um the shorter the time on my clock the the more likely i am to say what i need to say (laughs) 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 so i've i've been known to ask a client so how ready are you for mm. this conversation, mm. um, do you hey you know and how fast do you want to go? No, I want to be out of here by three sessions. All right then, strap <laughs> in. All right, we're going deep. <laughs> we're going deep. Well, because some people don't have the time. And yeah, uh, right. and with speaking of which, you know, to, working with youth, you you cannot sign mm. up a, an adolescent and say, guess what, I'm going to see you for twelve weeks. They will die on the spot. That's not okay. Mm. So you've got to go, no, no, we're going to work through this as quickly as possible. And what I've found is with youth and children, they listen. Mm. Um, Even though people think that adolescents don't listen, they really do once they're sitting in front of a complete stranger. And and they don't fight you as much as adults do. Adults have entrenched stuff that has to be dug up for days and um, they they, they are much more rigid. I've found that, like, yeah, like on on the on the topic of teenagers, like listening to you and, and and all of that, they do. They they um, it's like once they realise, hang on a minute, this person's here for me. Yeah, they're they're not my parents. Mm. They're not my That's teacher. Right. And, Big point. And they're not they're not like uh, they're not you know, judging me or anything like that. They they really do um, you know, take on and and open up. I think quite quite nicely. Too. I um, do. It makes Absolutely. for some really fun, entertaining work. I love it. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. And they are my truth tellers in a family situation. So my mm. favourite space is having everyone in the family in the room, if possible, dog included. I I saw a client recently um, for quite a long time. She'd bring her cat um, and that was perfectly fine. The cat would sleep under the desk and great. Um, everyone in the room that needs to be in the room, everyone that needs to have a say is there and I'll turn to the teenager in the room to tell me really what's going on. They'll be sullen. They'll be slipped down in the chair. Mm. They'll have told me, perhaps walking in, I'm not going to talk. I don't know why I'm here. And then they are my go-to person who will tell me exactly what's happening in that family. Um, and incredible, incisive um, insight into 
mm. what's going on. So it's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Especially when you when you get um like uh, my experience, like sometimes like yeah, they have the the teenager who doesn't want to say anything, and then th- then you speak to them by themselves, and suddenly it just explodes <laughs> everything <laughs> as soon as the parents are out the door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or you frustrate the teenager so much by going round and round in circles, and the t- and the and the parents are only telling part of the story that they can't help themselves. Yeah. They go, "That's just that's bullshit. Stop it." Mm. And they'll say, "Dad, just just tell her, <laughs> <laughs> Mum, stop lying." <laughs> oh, it's brilliant, and and it's in the safety of a room that everything can be contained. So it's it's quite good. Yeah. 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 Oh, cool. Mm. Awesome. Um. Complete tangent. Yeah, no, that was good. That, that was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> solid <laughs> quality tangents. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, so I guess like at the end of the like, I mean, I think you've, maybe you've already answered this question. I guess you, your um, end goal in terms of counselling is much more broad than some other other mm. other um, counsellors who might have a very specific. This is what we're doing. This is what mm. change. It's much more. Mm. That's client directed is the way you yeah frame i think it? so yeah absolutely yeah. okay cool I, I, are there are there many out there though that aren't client directed like in terms of just people who work with um people for, for from a therapeutic standpoint i don't know maybe maybe listeners call in call in now <laughs> we're, we're going live we're going live on the hotline argue um, now <laughs> do any do any of you practice um not in a non client client sort of centered I don't know that it's Space. popular to say that you're not, mm. but I would, I would, I would argue that a lot of people don't. They think they do, yeah. and I have to catch myself up all the time. Mm. Even mid-session, I can see myself pushing in a particular direction, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I have to catch myself and say, "Hang on a minute, that's my uh, viewpoint here, or that's my agenda." Pull up, go back, rewind. What did you say? What 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 are you what are you feeling right now? But Annalie, aren't you the expert on their life? Oh jeez, I can't stand it. That's it, and that's look a plug a plug for where I did my family therapy um, work. Um, I went to the um, Australian uh, Association of Family Therapy, um, the Williams Road Family Therapy course there, the Masters course there. I didn't finish my Masters because I couldn't afford it, so I did two years of it. Um, uh, a diploma worth and one of their big things was the client is the expert of their mm. own life yep. um, and it sounds cheesy perhaps or, or you know something that we should be taking for granted but you'd be surprised how many times you might find yourself working with a client and forgetting that yeah. forgetting that they are the experts in their own life forgetting the regard you have to have for the for their experience and the and the effort they're put in to get where they are Mm. and pulling yourself back from your nicely laid out plan the the times I've put I so when I write my notes talking to the client my notes are almost purely their quotes or their their things and then I'll put an arrow when I've asked something or I've said something and but on the side if I've already seen them before I remind myself of things I'd like to work towards in this session from the last time I saw them (laughs) trashed nearly every time (laughs) because the person has had a whole experience um, you know between last time and now and if I'm going to track well with them and do client-centered therapy I'm gonna have to trash my list yeah and trash my own thoughts of where they need to end up and and so 
So do they, are there people out there that don't work that way? I'm sure there are and they may not even know it. Yeah. And I would say that there are some professionals out there who think they have such a good grasp on where a person, what, on a modality or a type of therapy that is so good that everyone needs to kind of start it at mm. the beginning, go through the process and end up at the other side regardless of what they're presenting. Mm. Yeah. It's like the... No, all they know is hammers so runs a nail kind of correct <laughs> it's a sausage yeah. factory that will process you no matter what from a to b to c and don't stop go mm. don't collect to 200 dollars. yeah and probably in jail so um no so yeah i reckon there is a lot of that and you're right is it but is it is it kind of uh, popular to say i doubt anyone would sit in a supervision meeting or in mm. a you know, conference or PD and go, no, sorry. I don't work client-centred. <laughs> I, I like my own uh, theories and uh, everyone has to do that. Um, yeah. Yeah, they'd probably get shut down pretty quickly. Correct. Yeah. I don't think you're allowed to say it out loud, but yeah. I would hazard a guess there's a lot of people working that way, whether yeah. they know it or not. Yeah. No, fair, fair point. Um, I really, the, oh, oh sorry, no, sorry no, I really yeah. resonated with um, with what you were saying there before about you know at the end of your notes you have like your plan and then you get to the next session and you're like why do I even write a plan? <laughs> <That's right. laughs> it's why ridiculous. do I even think? <laughs> <laughs> Am I just ears? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right. <laughs> and there it is. Yes. <sighs> Man. <laughs> what, what were you? Uh, what were you going to say before, Aaron? Something deep, I'm something, sure. Yeah. Something what very important. Yes. Um, the thing I was going to say is, how are we going with our drinks? I know, <laughs> right? Yes. I'm actually. This is not yeah. bad. I'm, I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. I don't drink a lot of sours, but um, three oak cider. This isn't a bad one. Yeah, it's actually oh, all right. Yeah. yeah. That's, mm. Okay. Mm. I'm. I'm. I'm still going on my little beautiful native hibiscus lime apple cider. Mm. Adelaide Hills apple cider. Paired with flavours of Australian yeah. native hibiscus and lime. And only I look at that can and I think if I was to lick the can, the can would taste delicious. Uh, I, absolutely. <laughs> this is a glorious yeah. can. Yeah. And uh, and I yeah, and and you know, um I'm 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 quite surprised. Uh, mm. I and it it I, I think I'm gonna keep the can now. Yeah. I'm a firm believer that the nicer something looks the bet the more you enjoy it, regardless of how good it actually is. I, mm. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Like, like I, I definitely feel like I play guitar better when I'm playing a guitar that I like the look of. <laughs> that, that does fall. That does fall a bit flat though when we when we get into the animal kingdom though. See, I think some of the, the most prettiest looking frogs. This is coming out of nowhere. Are are those really bright, colorful, poisonous, poisonous looking? Kill frogs, you the things. You know. yes. well, but but you'll enjoy it more looks, than if it, looks can it, kill. You'd enjoy the death mm. more if it. Less if it was like a yeah, no, nah, fair point. I would not like to die by a cane toad. Yeah, no, like no. that would be uh, a yeah. That'd be sad end, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. No. No. Yeah. But you're right. The animal kingdom sort of puts pay to that theory. <sighs> thanks, thanks for putting it down around that, Jesse. I was having a good time, but it's fine. <laughs> well, this move- is a good forward spot. Would that be a good forward spot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We should. You- Listener, you've made a mistake. You you just skip this. Why don't you just edit it out like you do with everything else I say, Aaron? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, okay, back to business. Back to back to counselling. Yeah, that's a topic. Um, All right, what are some difficult stuff, challenges? What makes doing counselling challenging for you? I suppose. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um. 
I think the fine line of caring and not caring too much, I think, is probably the biggest challenge mm-hmm. um, of remaining really human and present and um, emotionally available so that you are fully present and helpful in the room with people and be real, authenticity in the room, and yet um, having some guards and protections in place so that you are not fully immersed in a person's story um, so that when they leave, part of you goes too. Hmm. That's, a, that's, that's a thing. That's a struggle. Yeah. I, you know, yeah, I think I, there's something that I have felt a couple of times. I, mean, I haven't been doing like proper like sitting in a room therapy for very long. Mm. And that is something that I've experienced, but I hadn't really like processed it, really thought about it. It's like, yeah, when you've been working with someone for some time, you develop like a level of attachment mm. to them and then they're out the door. It's like, oh, that person's just gone now. Mm. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah particularly, mm. I think in, 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 in medical settings, you can literally just never see a patient again mm. and uh, they're discharged or they are moved on or they are whatever. And decisions are made without closure. I think probably in our industry, closure is a real problem for us uh, as practitioners of whatever it is we do that we sometimes don't get closure. Clients doing better disappear, rightly so. Mm. I've only had a few times in which I've been able to know I'm seeing them for the last time. And, you know, my joke um, is, hope I never see you again, um, you know, and, and uh, um, but, but there's very few times in which you get that um, lovely closure in which you know you've done your best, they, they're, they're doing really well and, and off you go and and, uh, and and you can close that that part of you. So, but I guess I'm meaning more it, um, being present in, in a room so that you are accessible as a human being um, that I think contributes to the quality of a therapeutic relationship and still not expose yourself to the point where you can no longer do your job for mm. the next person and the next person and ongoing. Yeah, okay. I, I think that's probably one of the bigger challenges, but that's from my perspective because mm. I think it's really important to remain human. I, I would hate not to care to be able to hear someone's really tough story and go, hmm, heard that before. Or um, go, right, so um, what I'll do is, can I get you just to fill this in for me? So this is my, you know, DAS3 form. Can you just, or can you just, and and not having heard what a person has said and feel the weight of that somehow. Yeah. I don't want to not be that kind of person that does, but it comes with its challenges. Yeah. It's like, because I, I always thought about it as like, uh, like a balance. Was that, would you use... Is that how you, I don't know if you think about it like that, Jesse, but like, like a balance between feeling enough that you're genuinely a person in the room with this person, but not feeling so much that you become enmeshed in what's going on for them. Yes. Yeah. You know, like that you're still, (laughs) you got to step back so you can be that person for lots of people. Correct. And that's it. Cause you still have to, at the end of the day, maintain that objectivity around, um, around what's going on for this person. Because I think when we, when we maybe develop too much of an attachment with a, with a person, it can cloud, it can start to cloud our judgment and some of the things that we, we think about. For sure. Um, the person in front Bring of up us. our own stuff. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, yeah. I think that's, I think that's mm. one of our challenges yeah. in, in this field. I think, for sure. I think that's one of like, um, one of the, I don't want to say cool things, but it's it's something that I think is really neat 
or nice about our, our like profession and the work we do is that we do you know get get the opportunity to really connect with people and and feel you know what the, what they're feeling and obviously obviously we want to try and keep it at an objective sort of level but we oh geez i don't know how to articulate this properly i mean it's actually. like i mean it's like it's like um, i mean like it's like a a privilege to kind of be in that space yeah. and that, that kind of level yeah. of vulnerability. Be allowed in. Yeah. 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 It is. It's, it's um, being, being allowed in and um, having that connection with, with other people uh, yep. and, and doing it well is, yep. is really quite cool. I, I liken it to, and um, you know, being really upset about some service that you're part of, you know, well, let's talk about your broadband and you call up your service provider and you've been having loads of problems. You've complained. You, you're in a, not in a great place. And you get the person that says, gives you all the excuses and says, well, I'm sorry, man, have you tried turning it on and off and just doesn't care and listens to what you've said and puts some things in place and sorry, she said anything, have I helped you today? And the other person goes, oh, my goodness, that sounds terrible. I'm so sorry that has happened to you. Mm. <laughs> Instantly, you feel like here's a human being that's remembering that this is tough and that it could be tough and that knows that uh, I'm a human being, they're a human being, we're having a human moment here. Mm. And then they still do their professional work and they say to you, well, look, we'll do this and we'll put that through. That that lessening of um, the burden immediately shared because someone meets you halfway and doesn't wait for you with the clipboard away from you while mm. you sit and suffer and sweat and tell your horrible story and they stand aloof taking notes and go, right, see you next week. Crossing the, that distance, stepping into the room and meeting them halfway, I reckon is really important. Mm. You just can't go too far further than that. Yeah. <laughs> with them halfway. Don't sit with them. Don't sit on the couch with them. Yeah. <laughs> Arm around the shoulder. Arm around the shoulder and cry. Let's not. Let's not. Yeah. I'm allowed to take them home with you. <laughs> Correct. Don't give them your personal number and ask them around. No. Yeah. <laughs> I think oh. I would. I would. I would. Have oh, you would? You would no, do that? No, no, I was no? about to say. Oh, I was about oh to sorry. Say, yep. I think no, I, I just don't know you, Jesse. I, I don't know. <laughs> Oh, no. Are you asking me for my number? Finally, um, Maybe I after I finish I reckon, I'd make a, I reckon I'd make a concession for you. Um, um, no, uh, I was going to say I think I would uh, lose my mind if I, if I knew a client had my personal uh, number. I would uh, that would yeah. cause me so much anxiety uh, to think that like at any time of the day access 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 to me Um, access and i think that's probably a good word don't you think access that um accessible but not having um clients have full access to your heart mind and Mm -hmm. personal time so um, it's a thing so just um get the pen ready um so it's zero for (laughs) supervision I, I, I have in my in my short time I've seen a, a couple of times where like full nightmare scenario where the the person who's been working with that person is so enmeshed in the scenario that when they come to us I'm like that person also that therapist also should be in the session with us they, <laughs> they need to be part of this it's your significant other now <laughs> please bring them <laughs> and let's detangle this. <laughs> Absolutely. And look, we've all been there. We've all been touched by stuff. And I think I still always will. Mm. There are some people who get under your skin because they are 
there's something about them that you really admire or you've um you just get close because you've worked so hard with them and mm. and I, I for me the 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 real turnarounds are, are things that really touch me and and they will stay with me in my in my memory of clients where the others perhaps you know blur into um a little bit uh, of the background but um that's why you do supervision mm. That's why you've got to sit in a room with a professional. I'm, I'm in individual supervision as well as group supervision. So other people can look over your shoulder and go, you're getting a bit nutty about this, you know, because you, you, yeah. you, you can't hide it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I mean, going on that, like what, what kind of stuff do you like really enjoy and get into about counselling? What's the thing that keeps you coming back? The light bulb moments mm. when a person has been you know fighting through stuff and working through stuff and you see the lights go on I oh, just those moments are terrific and you know another thing I learned um, in my course from just excellent lecturers we had there one particular lecturer taught us that you know leave light footprints or leave no footprints behind in the idea of you, you walk with them and walk into their lives in some way, but then, you know, try and not leave sort of handprints and footprints and your your um, presence too too harshly behind mm. so that mm. they feel that wherever they got to, they got to it yeah. without knowing your big part to play. They, yeah. t- they turn the light on. Correct. Yeah. They turn the light. They really got it. Um, and you haven't pushed them to that to say, no, no, this is a really good idea. Really, don't you agree? This is a really good <laughs> idea. Go and do it. Um, it just doesn't last. So that those light bulb moments when people will just, ah, oh, I get it, and just let stuff go or, or, or move in a different direction, those are gold. Um, and I, I guess the idea that there's hope and I believe in change. I know some people sort of think, is change possible? Do you ever really change? Um, I, I guess I wouldn't be in this field if I didn't. So, you know, when, when something really changes, particularly a family, uh, where you, you, you pivot a few things um, with this family and they, they're just doing better. Hmm. Oh, and the other thing. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh. <laughs> sorry, sorry. And another and, and thing. And another thing is to see um, uh, people turn to each other and do stuff in the room. So, so you know, I've got a family member. Like, so recently, I was seeing a family, a thingo, and there's the daughter, and the daughter and the mum turned to each other, and they had a conversation, one that was well overdue, mm. in the room, as if I wasn't there anymore, and they did all the work for me. Because mm. the daughter said what she needs to say and asked a few questions and and thing and they did the thing and I just my work <laughs> is done and thank you very much and I should pay you and and it was just that's that's brilliant stuff yeah 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 cool yeah it's awesome. I love it when clients do the thing yeah 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 <laughs> that thing they just, yeah. just is that smart Alec now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I'll just slurp my very, very bad can here. <laughs> mm. Mm. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Cool. All right. So that now, to get to the the very important question mm. for for people who are in uni or um, just like just leaving or mm. new to their career, or, like looking for something different, why might they consider counselling as an option? Like, what would your 
how would you sell it or like what kind of person would be good we should get into it who shouldn't get into it like come, you know, come to the who, dark side who do, you, who do you want to bring into the fold and why into the light into shall i say into the, the light. light of course oh, into the light um look uh, yeah that's a really good question i think um there are people who like the um the the type of work that the more senior positions um in our field like psychologists and psychiatrists have because they get you know they get they get titles and money and um and they get importance Mm. and Mm. they you know it's a rank whether we like it or not there's a ranking system medicare does not give rebates to counselors no matter how experienced you might or might not be and they give it to psychologists whether they deserve it or they don't some of them really do and some of them really don't um so there's a hierarchy. So whoever's listening out there, um, <laughs> you've got to not you've got to not mind that as a counsellor, we are a little bit at the bottom of the to- of the uh, gene pool. Mm. Um, we're seen as helpful, but there's going to be a sector of the society that's going to wonder if there's enough knowledge and experience there when they've got a really big problem. Hmm. those who have experienced counselling will absolutely come back and and have enjoyed it um, and those who have experienced um, good psychology elsewhere, they'll go back to that as well. Um, how would I differentiate it? I think you've got to find a place that will teach you what you like the sound of. The place I chose for family therapy, there were other choices, but the one I went to was because of how they valued people Mm. not the science so i guess that's part of the question too if you like the science um and you like modality and you like the 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 um the the framework of this theory and you do this and you start at a and you go through to b and you do to c then um counseling can turn into that if you'd like to but it's broader. Um, hmm. I like it because it allows a lot of freedom. Yeah. I, my, what, I'm, what I'm kind of hearing is like, though like psychology isn't necessarily just A, B and C, it definitely has a strong focus on science hmm. and um, evidence-based like bas- and things yeah. like that. Even though, even though it can definitely go down the line of what you're talking about For in sure. terms of so, person-centered yeah. stuff. When, For sure. And and in in counseling, you you can do that kind of very evidence-based stuff as well. But yep. perhaps it lends itself more to the broader mm. picture. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Psychology is very much um, you know, scientist practitioner model. Yeah. Yep. Right. And so you've got to know yourself and know whether that's something that you want to stand with and behind mm. and then practice in whichever way comes comes to you most naturally um, where counselling is not uh, – doesn't, doesn't get taught that way to begin with. So that's the other thing, you know, tertiary study. Um, universities and colleges and, and, and programs out there have a particular model. Look at it, read it, and maybe ask someone who has experienced that because I've talked to psychology um, students from, say, I don't know, Monash who've done the Masters in Counselling there or Masters in Psychology and have found that there was very little practice in it, very little sort of um, uh, 
ability to put it into practice. Um, other places provide something else and they're changing that. So you've got to look around. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Awesome. All right. Yeah, well, I think that's going to be super helpful for, I mean, I mean, for me, it's super helpful because I've learned so much about the concept of counselling and how it fits in um, in yeah, a way that I had no idea before. So I'm sure yeah. people listening, especially people who are looking into getting to mental health, will be super helpful for them. Yeah. yeah thank you so well, much. Thanks. Yeah. Welcome. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, been, it's been good. Yeah. I've enjoyed yeah. this. And yeah, once we, once we finish up the podcast, then um, we can go out the back and you guys can fight to the death. <laughs> whether counselling or psychology wins. <laughs> we good. <laughs> we good. <laughs> Little, Stay tuned. Little, little does she know, I, I poisoned the, the drink <laughs> oh, no. uh, beforehand. Classic psychologist yeah, move. <laughs> From the frog. <laughs> ah, cool. All right. Well, Jesse. Cheers. Mm. <laughs> what, what are uh, we yes. My favorite part of the podcast, um, the beer review or cider review, depending on what you're drinking. Um <laughs> oh, wow. Yes. What? <laughs> Trash. <laughs> I'll have oh. my toasties back, thanks. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, no worries. Let me just uh, give, me, give me a few moments. I'll shove my fingers down my throat. <laughs> um, uh, no, yeah, look, I, I think um, sour beers are, are interesting beers. Um, they're not my, my go-to beer. Uh, but I, I don't mind the passion fruit smash. If, yeah. Like I, I like fruity, fruity drinks. I like fruity things. Uh, in my favorite cocktails are the ones that are loaded with fruit. Um, lovely. And passion fruit. <laughs> passion fruit is one of my favorite fruity fruits. And so fruity fruit. I don't, I and don't It's not mind. a citrus as you did allude to at the beginning oh. of this podcast. And I will return to that and correct you. I've made a terrible mistake. Terrible. You will get call-ins over that. Oh, no. I've been cancelled. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> um, but so, yeah, I actually don't mind this one, and I would give it a nice 3.5 out of 5. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I think I'd probably give it a 3.5. Okay. Yeah, it was nice. I enjoyed it. It was good. I mean, like, I'm not usually... like I think I could drink, like, one cider, and then my taste buds are overwhelmed. I mean, well, it's not one cider, one um, sour, I mean. Then my taste buds are done. It's like, there's mm. too much. But, <laughs> but but for for the one can, delish. Aaron, Aaron, what I'm hearing here is if you were drinking... What I'm hearing! <laughs> if you were drinking responsibly, you would drink a passion fruit smash. <laughs> if you were drinking to get tanked, you wouldn't. And so that's what I'm yeah, hearing. Yeah, I believe so. But, I think he just put his psychologist yeah. voice on Oh, I don't like you psychologizing, yeah, but, Jesse. Did I hear you say... <laughs> But you wouldn't you wouldn't drink to get tanked, would you, Aaron? Um, no, no. no and why not. wouldn't you? Because that would be very irresponsible. That would be no. And, 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 <laughs> and we, we, don't, we don't we don't promote we don't promote irresponsible of drinking not. of alcohol here yeah. on Beer oh, Supervision. Wow. Um, yeah, no, of course not. They do not mean that at all. Oh, no, I'm watching their faces. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> How dare you call us out like that? Of course, we mean what we wow. say. <laughs> wow. <laughs> So good. Just, anyway, yeah. I did the responsible thing. Fed you first. Oh, thank you. Thank you very it. much. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, that was good. Thanks. So, how, how did how did you feel about the cider? I I am I I really liked it. I am impressed. Adelaide Hills uh, apples, um, uh, Three Oaks Cider Co. Um, I really like this, and for the can, top marks. Mm. Um, and for the taste, I'm I'm good. This is very nice. I would give it a 
three and a half, probably two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. lovely. Cheers. Can you can you lick the actual can and let us know if the can <laughs> tastes as good as it looks? Not after you dropped it and let it roll around in your car, Jesse. Oh. That's not at all. I mean, I'll, I'll do it. Yeah, really. Yeah. Oh wow. Um, okay. Look. Well, look, maybe off air. Yeah. <laughs> You know all the reactions to that. All right. Well, everyone, thank you very much for joining us um, once again. And yeah, we will see you in two weeks for a brand new episode. Thank you so much for listening. Very good. Bye. Thanks for listening to Be a Supervision, the podcast where we talk about the joys of working in mental health over a cold brew. We record every two weeks, often with guests from the mental health field. If you could leave us a rating on iTunes, that would really help us out. Or share it with someone who might find it helpful. If you'd like to contact us with feedback or questions, or even just to say hi, definitely do at beersupervisionpodcast at gmail.com. And you can find Beer Supervision on Facebook and Twitter. Our opinions are our own. The beers we drink are chosen just by us, and we don't receive any sponsorships. We'll see you next time. <laughs>